What's going on, podcast world? It's your man, Terrence J. Welcome to the Men of All Men podcast. Man, today's topic, we're going to talk about mental health. Um, and, you know, this is just a topic that ended up coming up, man, and, and, it, and it really brushed um, the fellas. And we wanted to talk about this, you know, because, you know, I think a lot of people wanted to hear the fellas' opinions on this. So it's a meme that's floating around. And with the meme, it ends up saying this. When Tyrese had a mental breakdown online in regarding to not seeing his daughter in two years, people laughed at him and he became a meme. When Kanye West had a mental breakdown on TV, people called him crazy and he too became a meme. The world watched Will Smith listen to his wife tell him live that she had an affair. People laughed at Will. He became a meme too. But yet, folks wonder why men don't open up about mental health. Now, I'm going to start I'm going to start with you, Kevin. Um how do you feel about this situation when it comes to, you know, the conversation of having mental health when it comes to us men? I think it's definitely an issue that don't get talked about enough. I think probably like since Kobe's passing two years ago, there's a lot of men that finally start opening up about their mental health in general. Because before it was kind of like taboo for us to talk about it. And it's definitely a big issue and definitely in the community, you know, the black community and just mental health in general with men. I mean, it's like a very important topic we all need to talk about because men, we kind of like don't show that that side because uh, the society will make us feel like, okay, this is not what a man's supposed to do. We have these so-called standards for us as black men and our mental health that we have to be the, you know, the ones that got to be strong and everything. But we go through the same problems like women do or just people in general with mental health and our mental health is very important and I'm glad that now is since like the COVID's passed in my opinion more men are opening up opening up about their mental health and people are not just saying this taboo or looking at them like as weak minded individuals. Okay, okay. Now down down to you, uh Nelson, how do you feel about this, bro? I mean, mental health with men is going to be, you know, like a stigma because, like, the whole point sometimes is men, we be ourselves, just having to be a leader or even lead of a whole household. So that mental health aspect, it brings vulnerability, and men don't like to be vulnerable. So it's hard to go in that state and just, like, admitting that we have a weakness in that area because we view us like, hey, if we're weak, who's going to want to follow us? But on a bright side of that, like, more witnesses coming to help people understanding you know, in a mindset of men and like, yo, we can be vulnerable too, regardless of the stigma of like, men, you need to be strong. Men don't cry. So I think society as a large is like acknowledging that men do have feelings. And, you know, we are human too. We're just not stone and just, you know, robots. Okay. I totally understand and agree with you on that. Um, Mike, do you, man, how do you feel about the situation and the meme that's floating around now about um, the men and the mental health? Well, thanks for having me on the podcast, man. Uh, for one, uh, the Tyree situation, um, I can say that I was kind of a stigma. Uh, seen as weakness or that's how it was perceived. I don't think it was weakness. I just think that's how it was perceived. Uh, the only, the, the realest one I had an issue with was the Will Smith because he was, he's like my favorite actor. I mean, just see people laugh at his pain, you know, and then, 
you know, the whole situation where the dude made a song saying, yeah, I was sleeping with your wife and everybody was just clowning him. That fact right there was, um, you know, I prayed for him because I'm not going to lie. I probably would have, you know, I, I felt a lot of rage in that situation, even though it wasn't my spouse. And I was praying that he didn't, like, commit suicide like Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with the whole mental health aspect, you really have to understand. Um, just know your know your boundaries. Know to know just what type of person you are. Like with me, I'm a quick tempered person. So you say one thing, I go zero to a hundred. It just depends. Like if, if I don't know you, like you're not one of my friends, then I'm going zero to a hundred. But if I know you, then we just you know I just let it slide. Right. Um, other than that, I, I agree. With um, that. Yeah, other than that, man, it's just, I think, I think as a society, man, we just have to, not as a society, but as black men, we have to just comfort each other and just let each other know that it's okay to seek that, that help from that therapist, man, because I've done therapy and I thought it was a, I thought it was a, in the military, they call it a career halt, like whatever assignment that you're trying to do, like if you're trying to do anything high speed in the army or any military branch, if you go to like behavioral health, they look at that as you're not mentally stable. And I wish the military would get rid of that stigma in itself because you have a lot of people in the military killing themselves. And I believe if they were able to reach out, I wish we do have like military family life counselors and, you know, chaplains and all that. But still, the military is supposed to be training you to be mentally fit. So I think that a lot of those dudes going there with that mentality that I'm strong and I don't have anybody to talk to. And, um, I think we just need to get rid of that. But I'm not going to hold off on. I'm not going to continue to waste the time. Let some of the other guys speak on it. I got you. I got you. Mr. Brown, down there to you, man. How how do you feel about the situation when it comes to um, mental health and the situation, what's going on, how how the, the meme is floating around about uh, Tyrese, uh, Kanye West, and uh, Will Smith? I think... With those mentality, what's going on, each one of those guys got different aspects of what mental health issues that they're basically trying to maintain and trying to trying to deal with at the same time. Like Will Smith, um, he's dealing with the fact that he's trying not to lose his mind or basically become suicidal or homicidal um, against his wife because the simple fact is if you're sitting there openly admit, admitting to having an affair as well as to basically doing all of the things that you would that you know you wanted to do with one man that's already dead but that one man that's dead what is he didn't even give no type of affectionate feelings towards you his affectionate feelings was towards another celebrity artist and we all know who that celebrity artist is mm-hmm. but we're not going to go there now for Tyrese in this whole situation about how he basically dealt with his stress about not seeing his daughter for two years and everything um, pretty much that was a problem where he's basically dealing with not paying his child support or something like that and to her and everything else um forgive me for if i'm basically doing a lot of um a lot of halts in the in in the, in the message right now because i'm driving 
and I'm going to hockey 20 with a bunch of other guys. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, the main thing is with what's going on with Tyrese is he just basically got to step up and be the man that he's he's got to be, even though he's not with his baby mama and everything, and just do do right by his child and just try to take care of him the best way that he can while basically taking care of his God-forbidding ex that, that wants to try and ruin his life because she still hasn't given up the fact that he's over her and moved on. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when it comes to Kanye... Kanye is just being Kanye. Because I don't know what the hell going on in that man's mind. But the simple fact is he he chose to be with Kim Kardashian, Amber Rose, and a, and a bunch of other women that he chose to be with. But he chose Kim Kardashian to be his love, the love of his life. And what does the man do? Becomes a billionaire and then start start thinking he can sleep with any woman that he want and think there's no repercussion going to come back to him in the regards of money, his kids, and his mental st- stability. And he may not think about he may not think about that as much, but look at what look at the things that he's doing now trying to cope with his mental stability. He is currently trying to parade on dates with this new woman that he got as if if he's happy that he's moved on, but at the same time, attacking his woman. So do you think that so 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 do you think that he need to fully heal first before moving on? or, or, Or do you think both of them need to fully heal? I think both of them need to fully heal. I'm like, Kim Kardashian says she's fully healed and everything. But I'm like, no, you ain't really healed. Because the fact is, you're still going through it with him. And until both of you basically sit down and have an agreement about what's basically bothering you both, and seeing that y'all both can have an agreement or basically have a truth somewhere in the middle, y'all are not over it. You're just still going through it. And just blaming it like you're not that you've moved on and everything is fine. Right, right. Which yeah, which I agree with that. Now to you, um, Mr. Jefferson up there, you know, I'm glad I'm glad to have you on. Um now do you think that um mental health is real when it comes to um us men? Oh man, thanks for having me on, brother. Uh happy Royal Rumble Saturday to all y'all. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I think honestly, like some of y'all are older than me, so I'll say like for the generation that raised me, I'm 31 by the way, born in 1990. Like I honestly didn't learn about mental health or anything mentally, so I was like honestly like 20 years old, 21, 22 range, because we come from that generation of you know it's not mental health, it's oh you a punk. You weak, you know, suck that shit up. You know, it's like, I think it's like, for me personally, um, I was under the influence, like, if you talk to a therapist, that you'll 
instantly get labeled as crazy. When in actuality, it's probably one of the best things I ever did. Um, a lot of people that know me know I'm like always the cat that's smiling, trying to make somebody laugh. Like I'm rarely ever sad, but I suffer from a mild case of depression. And that's real. And I'm open and honest about it. So honestly, I, I would encourage anybody to, you know, check on the mental health because like, I thank God for the people that checked on me. Um, I, I tell you, perfect scenario. Um, I lost my I lost my grandmother during my years at Fayetteville State, and I was down pretty bad. And like, honestly, like people like Nelson, Kelvin, and Spence, you know, held me up. And said it was going. And said it was going to be okay. I, I remember talking to Kelvin, and being like, "Bro, I don't know if I can finish here. I don't know if I can go on." And like Kelvin was like that big bro to me to be like, you know, you should you should think about like what your grandma would want. And, you know, you got to finish. Like I know it hurts, and like it, it was it was hard, man. Because I considered like you know leaving Fayetteville stay. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. So I think like also. As black men, it's kind of like a, a brainwashed thing in society that we're not supposed to show this emotion or be aware that we're going through these mental battles when it's all tough. Because if you're the head of the household, it's like nothing is supposed to bother you. Nothing is supposed to break you down. Nothing is supposed to, like, you know, you know, shake you. When reality is, when you're taking on all this stuff, like, it's a lot. So, like, I also believe, like, you got to have a good support system, whether you whether you are religious or not. I'm not knocking if anybody isn't. I'm a firm believer in prayer. You know, anything I feel like I can't handle, like, get up to God, you'll be the glory. But I feel like as as black men as well, like, we just have to be more, bring more awareness to it. So I believe that, you know, mental health is a, is, is a great thing. But I think it's just not talked about enough. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and I definitely understand that, too. Um, and that was one of my my arguments in one of those uh, um, groups that we was talking about. Um, you know, a lot of women were saying, well, hey, well, men don't do no talking and this and that. And it's not the fact that we don't talk. It's the fact about that we need that trust. So when we trust you with this valuable information, we're thinking in our minds that you don't turn around and use that against us. Because it's already hard as a black boy growing up, you know, majority of us uh, are fatherless. So, you know, we only had that mom and, you know, we know mom to, you know what I'm saying, to lie to us and those type of things. And, and we get that dishonest trust um, from mom. So when we look at society, we want to trust that woman, but it's hard to trust that woman um, with these type of informations and those things. And not the fact that we are not willing to um, not open up. It just takes us some time to open up. But long as you're able to get his trust, he's going to be able to open up to you and share these things with you. That's what that's what is called your partner, you know, your friend, those type of things. And so when it comes to us men, we can have these conversations all day long, you know, because you know how us fellas, we talk, you know. But um, when it comes to your partner that you lay down with, you should be able to talk to that person, too. And if you don't trust that person, 
Um, I advise y'all to, you know, try to figure it out. What's the the reason why you don't trust that person and it comes to that situation or go get counseling, you know. And, and when you think about it in our community, um, counseling, you know, wasn't, you know what I'm saying, wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Looking at that situation, counseling wasn't there. Um, Mike, you got something to say? Yeah, uh, going back to what you said, man, I think I think trust is you, you really have to earn trust with your with your spouse. I think it took me a while to even um, open up to my spouse, even though I was married to her. Not trusted her, but it's just that I just didn't want to look at as as a weak husband. You know, like you know, like Jefferson said, he articulated it perfect. Like you're supposed to be the leader of the family. You know, act like nothing's bothering you. And in reality, the world's bothering you. You know, I had a situation like that in the military, man, where, you know, I'm still the same rank and I've been a still I've been the same rank since two thousand fourteen. I was mentally defeated for a while. And I can say shout out to Kelvin, because uh, he really he, he was really clutch for a lot of dudes in undergrad. So I think this conversation needs to be had on a on a on a larger scale, like a lot of different men, because a lot of us is dealing with similar things. It's just a lot of us are not confiding in each other. And this is the reason for this podcast. So I think like you were going back with, with trusting your spouse, you really, if, like you said, if you really can't trust your spouse, then you really need to go see a therapist because I was done the interpretation, just like Slim said, you know, if I go see this person, man, I'm, you know, somebody's going to think I'm crazy and then that's okay. You know, let people talk about you. And that's that's the stigma that I had to really get rid of. And I think it took me until till thirty, like thirty one or thirty two, really last year, to even get over the stigma that it's okay to fail, you know, because I had this I had this ambition that I wanted to hit every checkpoint and I was. But when I when I wasn't hitting it, I didn't know how I didn't know how to respond. So I think that I think the goal, the goal setting is like a, a major part of it as well. I'm going to let uh, Kelvin speak. Definitely that. Go ahead, Kelvin. Yeah, I definitely can definitely agree as well because I've had a situation in the military after, you know, having a you know, kid and stuff and me and his mother at the time wasn't seen eye to eye. And I literally, like, did something out of character. But then I had that one, my supervisor, who was like a brother, a big brother to me, talked to me and was like, hey, these are other options on how to handle it and everything else. And then definitely with other situations that happened in the military. And then, you know, losing definitely a family member. I definitely know about that. Like, yeah. And everybody knows me. But um, I think Nelson knows me best. He met, he actually met my, one of my oldest brothers when we was, like, freshmen and stuff like that. So he knows how big my brother was to me. And that mentally, I mean, I'm that, that part of me is like I... There's a piece of me gone, you know, because I'm used to having my brother with me. But like with support system of y'all, uh, friends, uh, going to go see a therapist, and even like going to go see a therapist for other things, it has helped me, you know, realize that hey, we had the, the generation with our family members, uh, without if I have we have our fathers in our lives or not, to where back then they didn't have the kind of the, the tools we had. Because we was told to be, like uh, Jerry said, got to man up and do this and stuff. We have social media. It could be a good tool or it could be a bad tool the way you use it. But to kind of actually start expressing ourselves and having these groups or just having these conversations, we're pushing that that next generation and that generation with our children or our you know cousins and nephews and stuff that, hey, it's okay to speak up. 
say that something is wrong, taking a knee because you're better being here talking about it mentally and we, you know, people support and help you than to take your life. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, Nelson, I'm listening to you. Yeah, I think a lot of this, like, freaking, um, growing up, we grew up in an era where, like, a lot of fathers walked out. So many of us didn't have a blueprint of how to be a man or how to express many things. So, like you said, like, we did listen to our mom. It didn't, like, you know, just listen to our mom's venting of, like, what a man should be. It was, like, some high expectations, but yet we tried to, you know, achieve that and just not knowing, like, all the stress that went into that. So like a lot of us try to be this, you know, superhero in our household and growing up to be like that all-American man, but we fail to like have our own community of men to like express ourselves and you know and seek advice off of, which kind of come back backfired and then you know stress a lot of ourselves out of just being that tough guy and thinking you can't be weak. Like we're trying to challenge each other about who the tougher guy and not really supporting each other. You know, coming to your homeboy aid and that's how I need. Right, right, which I totally agree on that. Um, now, we're going to get off into the closing remarks. Um, since you just got finished talking, Nelson, um, do you have any closing remarks uh, um, pertaining to this subject of, of the mental health? Yeah, I mean, the mental health, like, ties into a lot, of, a lot of things. Like, the fact that the Tyrese or whatever of his mental breakdown, I was like, you know, kids. Like, kids get tired. It's like, why, you know, men are mentally breaking down, just understanding, like, just the system is not built for us to get our kids, and then that could be used against us, and just many other stressors. So, that's my closing remarks. Nah, uh, well, yeah. Just um, continue to, like, support each other. Pretty much, you guys hit like every single, every single comment that needed to be addressed. I think you guys pretty much hit it. I got you. I got you, Kev. Do you have any closing remarks? Yes, I do. Go get the help. There's numbers on social media. You can Google. Go get the help that you need because, like I said, it's better that you go there to uh, get the help for those and be healthy and can move on with things versus you not being here because you can't handle it right I got you I got you to you Mr. Jefferson do you have any closing remarks honestly like I feel like all the brothers have said it um don't don't be afraid like don't be afraid to say hey this is what's wrong with me you know we all have scars we all have our own demons, but honestly, sometimes you just got to kick your demon in the ass and be like, you're not going to get the best of me. And I'd say like, you know, it's like, it's like all y'all touched on. We're not the men that came before us. We have all these tools, all these places, all these certified people to get us out this darkness. So like, don't, don't succumb to it. You know, just, just just take that take that leap of faith take that risk and get the help you need and honestly like stuff like this talk to like-minded brothers just knowing all these people partially on this podcast for years i can say they made me a better person a better man today honestly made me mentally stronger and made my spirit stronger so i would encourage anybody anybody listen to this get the help you need and for me, you know, um, the, the help that we need, you know, please go out there and go and seek it. Uh, um, you know, as much help that you can, you can go out there and research. You can Google those things. Um, for me, I listen to Dr. Umar um, and the brother is a very knowledgeable brother. And he talks about a lot of things, especially dealing with um, us in our community. 
Um, and, it's, and it's okay that, you know, like we have these mental breakdowns and those things. And I think this is the problem far as us as men that we definitely need to have these conversations more often. Um, so this is not the first time and the only time that we're going to do this uh, this podcast episode. It's just an open conversation that we're going to continue to talk about. Hey, can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, great. I, I didn't know if y'all could hear me, but I had just basically um took my exit. But my thing on the whole mental health issue with us men is that we definitely have to become... We got to work with each other to build each other up instead of tearing each other down. Because I do see this, I do see this systematic way of what has basically been done to our ancestors in the past still basically being the cause of what's tearing us apart and not coming together in the present right now. So I do see that the mental the mental health and mental games that are basically being played out here in the real world, whether it's career wise and everything else. But I don't know if you guys are seeing it like I see it, but I definitely can say when I step out in the real world, I can definitely see how, how the mental games have basically been played and drilled in certain people's heads, men and women and how it's taking effect on our our relationship with each other. Um, basically, our relationship in general to basically become become as one. Because it's just, we're fighting each other to basically prove that we're strong. But who are we proving it to? Because at the end of the day, when we go back home, and we stare at each other in the mirror, it's just us. So what are we proving to ourselves? That we can take on that person for the day, but what about the other person that's going to come along the next day? And the next day after that? And the next day after that? I just think that when it comes to mental, uh, mental health issues, we just got to work with each other and work on ourselves first before we also work on work with other people as well. That's that that's what I'm thinking. OK, I got you. I got you. And and I definitely appreciate, uh, um, you know, all y'all brothers for coming on. Like I say, again, this is a conversation that we will continue to have. Um, you know, because the people are the people are concerned about us, us us black men i'm just going to keep it real with you uh you know it's a lot of it's a lot of women that's concerned or a lot of sisters that's concerned about us and our well-being in, in our mental health stage so say again you know i want to appreciate all y'all for coming on uh, um to talk about this and to hold this discussion um and this will not be the first and it's definitely not going to be um the last conversation that we talk about this and on that note my name is terrence j and we out